0: You're listening to the rent roll radio show with Sterling Chapman. Hey, rent roll radio listeners. As always, I'm your host, Sterling Chapman. Today, we're joined by Ryan Bowden with Bowden properties. So I just recently uh, met Ryan through a group that I joined called uh, go abundance. And, um, and he he wanted to come on the show and, and, and talk about, you know, the projects he's been working on. He he has a background in multifamily, but is currently transitioning to primarily retail. So Ryan, welcome to the show and thank you so much for joining us.
1: Thanks, man. Appreciate it.
0: So Ryan, can you tell us kind of how you got started in real estate to begin with? What you know, what you were doing before, how you transitioned into this and and then what you're doing today?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm um, from Lake Charles. Uh, went to McNeese, got my accounting degree, got my master's, went to work for an oil and gas company in 2008, somewhere, somewhere plus or minus a couple of years. Uh, and then, whenever the market crashed, because I, 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 I was in 08, I uh, got laid off, went and worked for my uncle, uh, got my real estate license. And then, I guess, in 09 or 10 or somewhere around there, I bought my first property, which is a $100,000 floorplex and I borrowed $40,000 from my parents to, for the down payment. So I bought two fourplexes. Each one was $100,000. $200,000. down, 20%. But I'm, so I put on 40 grand. My parents uh, loaned me. And I turned those apartments into about 1,500 units in about um, 8 years. So um, and just from a mixture of understanding how local banks work to... Uh, you know, did the birth thing, you know, with, with the multifamily, you know, and then refinance it out, use that money to the next one, the next one, the next one. Um, and then I got really good with structuring the deals, structuring the debt, you know, playing with the local banks on how to leverage my cash a little bit more. As of COVID, you know, I've been selling my apartments off and now I own about 600,000 square feet of retail from... Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, Indiana, Ohio—that's where my centers are.
0: Awesome. So, why the switch? Uh, I, I've been—I've had this like chronic fear of retail since uh, the advent of Amazon. Th- yeah.
1: Sure. No, I mean it's—it's—it's a—it's a real fear. Um, I got burnt out <laughs> with the multifamily. Uh, even though I had a third-party management company, I was still dealing with stuff nonstop. So the mixture... And then, you know, most of my tenants are the lower-income tenants. I, I do Litech a, a deals. And uh, um, yeah, I mean, they just got to the hardest. They stopped paying rent. And the, 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 the uh, rental system took a year to kick in. Like, And then cap rates continually to compress with the multi-pillar. I'm like, perfect time to sell. Every kind of sale. Cap rates with the retail were were still pretty strong. So I I, I made the pull the trigger and uh, went all in. And uh, yeah, last year I was crazy busy, crazy busy.
0: So, so this decision was a result of COVID and you were actually impacted pretty, because a lot of folks in in the space, not in low income specifically, but in, in other areas, you know, I was relatively unscathed. I didn't, I mean, I might've had one or two people, trying to abuse the system but other friends of mine in the low-income area in the light tech area they got hit pretty hard when when the eviction moratorium came on is that is that what that's what kind of pushed you over the edge
1: that was 75 percent of it i mean and then the, 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 i had some crime uptick from other factors and you know they knew they couldn't get evicted so i mean the crime the rents, the you know on top of the normal headaches uh and then of course seeing how how much how much money was out there, yeah, led to my, my decision to go just make a switch. But I still have five hundred apartments, so I haven't I haven't done it all. I'm trying to sell the last five hundred, so that may done in the next couple of weeks. So we'll see.
0: So you I feel like we skipped over a, a very significant part of this story. You you bought two fourplexes and then turned that into fifteen hundred units. Um, mechanically, right. how exactly did you do that? Well, I mean, mechanically. So, so
1: the first property I bought, paid two hundred thousand for it, had it for I don't know six months or a year, and a little renovations, a little rent bump, a little this, a little that. We got appraised for three hundred, and then I did an eight percent loan on that for the cash out. Well, I guess what was the biggest like light bulb for me is whenever I was my first deal, um, I was doing my inspections right. And I said, all right, I want you to fix this, 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 and this. They're like, no, no, no. We'll just give you a, a credit at closing. Right. And I said, okay. And then I said, no problem. You know, the bank will give me a escrow, or whatever. I didn't know I was a rookie, but they used that credit as a reduction of my down payment. I was like, oh, that's kind of crazy. How the heck did that work? <laughs> and so, <laughs> so uh, I called some banks. I was like, How, what's y'all's rules on, on credits? And like, on, on seller giving you this? And like, oh, we don't have any rules. I'm like, okay, that's kind of crazy. So I just kind of played with that. I mean, I, I would do seller credits. I would pull up, I would do commissions. You know, there's no laws on commissions. So I would do, you know, a higher commission. I would do owner, second, uh, not owner financing, but I would get a, a, a second mortgage. Sure. So, I mean, in a day I'm just figuring out ways to leverage my cash have to put less put less cash down. So, and I do that over and over and over and over again.
0: People I am amazed that like so many people in the general public, people that want to get started in real estate investing that don't really have these relationships with these small local banks and stuff, they they have their their very fixed mindset around those like lending guidelines, like they think they have to follow the Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac guidelines for anything. And like, Oh, I'd love to go invest in real estate, but I don't have the 20% to put down, you know, or I don't have this, or I don't have that. Um, That's been like one of the biggest things that's jumped out to me since I started this, that like, like, there's so many different ways to get these projects funded. There's so many different lenders that do so many different things. And, um, and, and you in no way have to follow those traditional guidelines. I, I, one of my pet peeves has always been um, if a lender, if a bank or an institution doesn't do a certain type of loan, they will tell you that nobody does that type of loan. And if you don't go and call a bunch more, you will go home believing that nobody out there does that kind of loan and you'll give up on your project.
1: Um,
0: 100%. 100%. And that and that's just garbage. I remember my first deal. I I, I had like fifteen banks told me nobody in town was going to do it before somebody goes, yeah, well, sure, we'll do it. And I use them all the time now, but um, and and founded several other banks that'll do it since then. But but I've talked to a lot of people who went to a Chase, a, a Hancock, or you know what I mean. And and they asked them what their loan programs were. I'm like, well, I can't fit in that box. I guess I'll just go home. Yeah.
1: For sure. No, I mean, I, I'm some of these retail deals have been doing a pretty sizable deals and I still call 10 to 20 banks, every single deal. I call and I call and I call and I call and I call until I get what I want. And uh, you're right. Cause I, I, I get told, I still get told no, 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 no.
0: But, so how do the, um, how do the retail deals work? Can you walk us through the numbers on, on what that looks like? Does it have as, as high of returns or, I mean, what, well, Compared to like a compared to an apartment project, what does a retail deal look like? What are the differences? And what
1: are the way differences way, like? way higher, way higher return. I mean, I'm not I'm not buying anything. Uh, yeah, of course, you know. I feel like the real estate market, especially now, retail multi pin is very uh, well. What's the right word? It's very efficient, right? I mean, if you're sure. if you're getting a higher cap rate deal, whether it's a retail or multi pin, there's a reason for it. You know, whether it's the market size or the tenant type. But you know, what I've been doing... So I bought a deal in Shreveport 2 weeks ago. And um, I mean, the building is beautiful, but I bought it for almost like an 11 cap. And it's probably the second nicest retail building in Shreveport. Okay. It has Talbot's and J. Jill and Kendra Scott and Mexican restaurants and whole, whole, whole shebang. But the reason it was 11 cap is because of the tenant type. You know, I have their sales, uh, and I see how they're trending; and they're, they're weaker. But when you start getting the bigger retail deals, you know that are for institutional players and this and that. If the occupancy is a little bit too low or the credit's a little weird, they can't buy it. The capital markets won't give them the money. So I go in with my little community bank of Shreveport and say, Hey, I can buy this with local bank, and they're like, Okay, we'll sell it to you. And I get it for a crazy cap rate. But average, I've been buying for eight caps. Average. Nice. Fully leased. Fully lease seven plus years. I mean, I'm looking at one deal in Mandeville as a plan of fitness and a second in Charles at the office Depot. But I mean, I mean, I'm freaking 190. I mean, 50,000 cars. A, yeah, I'm going to get that for eight and a half cap. So, and,
0: and what is your, cause you, we were talking about this before we started recording, but you don't raise capital. So a lot of my like multifamily projects, you know, the business plan is determined By the fact that i'm using other people's money and they're going to want their money back at some foreseeable future you know when i buy single family houses in south louisiana like those are mine i can keep them for 30 years if i want but if i raise a bunch of capital from a bunch of investors and buy an apartment complex like there's a reasonable expectation that in Five to seven years, they'd probably like their money back, and so that that shortens the you know. Whereas if it was all my capital, I'd probably hold it for twenty years. You know, um, what is your strategy and and kind of hold time with these with these retail centers?
1: As of this second in time, just to hold them. Um, you know, the, like I guess the past couple of years have been crazy for me, so I want to you know sell my apartments and ten thirty one the cash into the the retail. And uh, hold it for a little while, hold it, and let give myself a breathing room. But I don't know. I mean, like this this property I bought in Shreveport, uh, I got it for a really good deal, and it appraised way more than I paid for, way thirty like percent more. So I have, Oh, dude, it's is crazy. So I have an insane amount of equity in there. I'm like, what do I do? Do I do I, do I tap into the equity? Do I sell it for you know a few bucks less? Um, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's going to dictate, I mean, if rates go up, maybe I'll just hold it for a little while. I don't know. I mean, probably just, I hold it for a little while, but like the like, you report me, my, 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 uh, loan of value is really low. I mean, my, my debt with these local banks, and getting 25 year ram, getting interest only, no prepay rates in the threes, um, things like that. So
0: Awesome. That's great. That's great debt. Um, Usually for me to get that, that longer am debt these days, I'm, I'm saddled with a prepayment. Um, Is it, do you find you're able to get different types of loans for the, the retail versus the, the multifamily, or is it pretty much the same terms with the same banks for the, the different asset classes?
1: Well, it's kind of like you said, um, you know, you, you, they tell you what their guidelines are. And if you don't fight them and you push them, you'll, you, you won't get the better stuff. I mean, the dude I got, uh, did the deal in Shreveport, I've been dealing with him for, for 10 years, 20 I am past 10 years. I'm like, dude, I need 25. I can get it. Can you give it to me? He's like, oh, let me go talk to my CEO 10 minutes later. Oh, yeah, we can do it. <laughs> I mean, you just got to push them. So, um, I think they like the retail, you know, especially if it's a nice, nice property. Um, but uh, so, yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean, honestly
0: are you in better areas? Cause I know you went for the lower income and the kind of the, the shadier areas when, when you were in multifamily. Now that you transitioned to retail, do you, do you prefer a nicer area?
1: Yeah. I mean, compared to my multifamily, I, mean, I have multifamily in Shreveport. I have retail in Shreveport. I mean, the, the retail's in a better area of Shreveport. Um, but I have been focusing on smaller markets and uh, small markets that are, are growing. Like so Shreveport, I mean, Shreveport's not growing, but the type of bank that I have and the type of deal that it is, it's going to be, I feel like it's going to be okay. But like, I bought a property in Coleman, Alabama, small market. But if you look at the demographics, you look at the the MSA area. If, and then I also have uh, some really good uh, software called Placer. You heard of Placer? Mm-hmm. So, Placer is 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 crazy. It is a P P L A C R. It through some C-E-R. kind of technology. It P L A C E R. Okay. So um, it's they, they they buy the uh, the cell phone the cell phone information from cell phone providers and can track you where you go. So with their algorithms, they can tell you this location has this much foot traffic every year and compares that foot oh, traffic right. to every other location. That's unbelievable. So,
0: wow, that's uh
1: so I use that uh, as due diligence.
0: My my GoBundance membership is paying off already.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, it's, I mean, it must be one of the retail retail department use that. I mean, whenever I'm looking at my brokerage deals and stuff like that, um, uh, well, they have you, information on those.
0: Where are you sourcing these from it's brokers?
1: Um, I like CREXI C-R-E-X-I CREXI is a really, really good, uh, marketing platform. Um, and then I'm on broker emails, broker email blast stuff like that. Those are my two main things. And then I, I, I'm, I'm on the phone a lot, calling a lot of people. So
0: awesome. What is your, what does your company look like? I mean, from a day to day, how many people work for you? How many people do you need to run this operation?
1: So, I mean, all my stuff is third party managed. So, um, you know, that's the majority of it. Um, even my apartments are third party managed. But I have a, a, a real estate broker out of Baton Rouge that's kind of my asset manager. And me and him analyze deals, he helps me run the run stuff. Um, so, he, I, I call him my asset manager, even though he's still a full time multifamily broker in Baton Rouge and uh so he's my team and my my attorney he works for a, a law firm um she r- runs all my bills i pay her for it so i mean i really don't have anybody full time under my staff under my under my company or anything like that so i pay him pretty good on on the side so
0: awesome what about from the the administrative side is there is there anything that bogs you down that that you've you've tried to offload or any type of, uh, especially when you with when you were in the multifamily, I feel like the multifamily was probably more labor intensive than than the retail is going to be. Yeah,
1: when well, I was self managing, I mean, I had my CPA do the financials. I mean, we had you know whether it was Building or Resman or Yardy as as, as uh, the uh, rental software or whatever kind of software you want to call it property management software. Um, no, nah, I mean, I mean, it was crazy the first nine years when I was self managing. But <laughs> well, again, the third party companies that say what?
0: I remember. I uh, I have I have uh, flashbacks from when I used to self manage. I uh, I I did it for the first twenty six units, and then and then I turned it over, and I could I could never go back. Um, where were you when you decided to transition outside of the self managing?
1: Like <laughs> how many units? Yeah, um, like
0: eight or nine hundred. Oh wow, you lasted a lot longer than I did.
1: Well, I mean, you know, I it wasn't you know, I, I had my average property size was a hundred units, so I had a full team at each property. Yeah. So it was just you know, just hey, what's going on today, uh, Ryan? We had a fire, Ryan. We had a foot. All right, go fix it. Or call a plumber. You know, or they had credit cards. They had you no, know, all that kind of stuff. So it was just managing them.
0: Yeah. So what, uh, what is your, what is, what's next for you? Uh,
1: either sell these apartments or take them back over and, and renovate them. Um, and hopefully this year is going to be a slow year for me. Um, so hopefully I'll, I'll get, I mean, knowing me, I mean, some kind of amazing deal may pop up in my, in my lap and then, um, may have to go after it, but I'm going to be doing some refis this year. Um, um, I'm selling a lot in Ohio, so I mean, just little things here and there. And I said, I bought seven centers last year, and I'm definitely not gonna be doing that again this year. So just see how it goes, take it easy, enjoy the cash flow, and just you know, I take it from there. So awesome!
0: So, you seven centers, and they're mostly stabilized when you buy them.
1: Yeah, I mean, um. I mean, my, my lowest occupied one is in Shreveport, and that's either 85 or 90 percent occupied. I mean, my average center, like the one in Alabama, has three tenants. It was an old Walmart; they renovated to three big box. Um, I bought a big center in Tupelo that has everything from Ross to um, like a Nukes. So, I mean, it kind of varies. So,
0: so what is what is your day to day look like? and and how has that changed over the years um uh
1: my four computer screens and lots of emails and emails and phone calls i mean that this you know guiding directing analyzing bills um that, that's that's basically it. you know a lot a lot of a lot of screen time i mean back in the day i used you know used to travel once a week now is you know, analyzing financials and make sure everything's going good. Talking with my attorney, talking with a management company, talking with Chris, my asset manager. It's dealing with fires and floods and crap like that. So that's my, that's my normal day to day. Awesome. But I have a lot of free time, I have a lot of flexibility.
0: So. What a, And that's what it's all about. What, a, what is your lawyer handle specifically for you?
1: <sighs> my lawyer, whenever like, she is really good at, and she's in Baton Rouge too. Um, she is really, really good at like whenever, like, all right, we're buying this deal. She she just runs it. I mean, she's you know uh, doing title. I mean, we'll review the leases, but she'll still go through the leases, certain spin. I mean, she'll she she's doing all the the connection between the buyers and sellers and this attorney and the banks, the bank, and just runs it for me. I'm like, all right, all right, ask you to do this, all right, ask you to do this, and she just she runs it she kind of takes over and tells me where to sign and uh uh so, asks me for
0: so is she a is she a title attorney or what type of attorney
1: uh, is she? yeah ashley with legacy title yeah i mean she's uh um we've been i've been doing this up with her for 10 years and i mean me and her have like grown and learned and and i mean we did everything from cnbs loans to fanny to we worked on a hud loan together that took you know hundred and fifty thousand dollars and go anywhere. So we've like grown and learned a lot together over the years. You know, we create our own PSA. Um and we go people from New York to Ohio to different kinds. I mean it's it's crazy things we've we've uh done together. So
0: awesome. And uh, what exactly does your broker do from the asset management side? You said you you have a broker that you lean on as a, as an asset manager. What is, what does that entail? What what does he typically take care of for you?
1: Uh, I mean, I guess uh, asset manager stuff, uh, random emails, random issues. uh, Well, you know, whenever we're looking at a deal, he's he's reviewing the leases and tearing it apart and, pulling out the, the main, the main items, uh, you know, what's it, you know, because all my leases quote unquote are triple net. They're not really all triple net. I mean, there's, there's little caveats in there in regards to, you know, how much they're really covered from insurance taxes, maintenance, all that kind of crap. So we're trying to really understand that because a lot of times the, the offering memorandums don't exactly identify that. I mean, just, just tearing apart deals and make sure it's a really good deal for us and, you know, use uh, email and insurance and making sure you're getting quotes for that and, and things like that. So,
0: awesome. What advice do you, do you have for somebody that's just getting started?
1: Uh, call a lot of banks. And, uh, you know, real estate to me is, is a game, is a debt game, right? Um, I know a bunch of guys in the single family that you know have all lot of their stuff paid off, and that's great. But if you want to start getting to the bigger stuff, the debt's so insanely good. It's you know you almost want as much as possible. <laughs> um, but you know, I, I I used to only have non-recourse debt. Now ninety percent of my debt's recourse. Uh, yeah. For the time being.
0: Sure.
1: Just because there's so much, there's, you know the local banks are so much more flexible. I mean, my CNBS loan on. So my apartments are so rigid and so tight. If hell freezes over, they're going to send you to hell kind of thing, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, there, there's, there's no COVID this. Oh, everybody's getting four bands. Uh-uh. None, none of that. Yeah. Chance aren't <laughs> paying you rent because the government tells me not to. Sorry, Ryan, pay your pay, your, pay your mortgage or we're going to come take the property from you. So
0: I, um, I love, I love what she said. It's a debt game. It really is a debt game. And so many people don't get that, you know. um, uh, My my mom will will come by, you know, with her her Dave Ramsey, and when are you going to pay these houses off? I said never. I'm going to die with a hundred million dollars in debt. Like y'all need to wrap your head around that.
1: <laughs> for sure, for sure. You know, I, I try to I try to pay down like my personal stuff. You know, my mm-hmm. my 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 cars don't have debt and things like that. I mean, because it's a cash flow thing and also, but. Yeah, I mean, my, you know, my, my apartments and my, uh, my retail, I'm gonna load them, maybe, especially as rates are right now and stuff like sure. that. I'm gonna to get into five and sixes, and that's a bit different, but, but then again, the pricing will be adjusted for that. So,
0: mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. Well, cool. Well, let's switch gears real quick. I just want to hop to our radio round with a couple questions to help our listeners get to know you a little bit better. The first one is what's your favorite book?
1: Oh man, um, I'm reading a, a, a GoBundas book and it's, you know, uh, it's called uh, The Miracle Morning and it's really oh, helped me on. start my, and I'm reading Mike McCarthy, I don't even know what the book is, but it's about families and uh, so yeah, I mean, that's I I, I I live by that on a daily basis how I start my mornings and it really sets my day. So I mean, from a practical standpoint, it's probably my favorite book, at least right now.
0: Awesome. Awesome. What's your favorite quote?
1: <laughs> I think my favorite quote. I saw somebody wear this shirt one day. It says, uh, "I think it says." uh want to "Stop complaining. Nobody cares." <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Work hard. Uh, it's hard and not really cares. a quote, but work harder. Nobody cares. That's what I got is. one. I got one. No, <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> Uh, and maybe your your shirt. I saw that's probably your shirt. Yeah, I, I do that. Yeah, it was your shirt. I'm like, dude, that's an awesome shirt. It's an awesome shirt. Yeah, and I, I, I fell in love with that thing whenever you when you wore that. I'm like, oh, that's amazing.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm a big fan. Um, what's your favorite thing to do outside of work? Scuba diving, spear fishing. Nice. Where do you scuba dive? Yeah,
1: in the rigs out of Louisiana, uh, out of South Oklahoma
0: oh cool cool cool
1: so that's my definitely my favorite thing to do anything water related
0: nice like so many of us down here what um how how can our listeners find out more about you get in touch with you get to know you
1: oh man uh i guess facebook i mean i, I don't have a website or anything like that so i am kind of a, I guess it kind of a one man shop so
0: well cool well ryan i really appreciate you joining us today it was uh it was a pleasure getting to know you and and learning more about your business and uh i look forward to to spending some more time with you in go abundance and uh keeping up with you on your real estate journey yeah man sounds great awesome thanks for tuning in to the rent roll radio show brought to you by crestworth capital we hope you enjoyed the show and if you did please hit the subscribe button and leave us a rating and review you can also visit us at Capital.com or RentRollRadio.com or follow us on Facebook at RentRollRadio or at CrestwordCapital. Capital. If you would like to reach us, feel free to shoot us an email at info at RentRollRadio.com or Sterling at Capital.com. We hope you come back next week to join us on some more of our journey. Until then, happy investing.